Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Boeing has been in crisis mode for more than a year now, since well before COVID-19. Last year, the airplane maker was forced to ground its most important plane after two tragic crashes. And then the pandemic hit. But this week, Boeing is getting its 737 MAX back in the air, for flight testing, at least. And that's potentially a good sign for Boeing and air travel more broadly. I'm Alex Yule. This week on The Readback, I'm joined by Barron's Al Root. Hey, Al. Alex, hello. Boeing finally got some rare good news this week. Tell us what's going on. Uh, Rare good news. That's a good way to put it in today's environment. So the FAA said that they will begin testing Boeing's grounded 737 MAX, a big step in the process of getting this plane recertified and flying again commercially. Right. So, of course, the 737 MAX is the plane that was involved in two terrible crashes a while back at this point. So we're finally seeing these test flights. I'm curious. So basically, there are regulators in the air right now this week with Boeing. I mean, how is this working? What do these test flights look like? Are are they doing loop-de-loops on these planes? I mean, how are they going to make sure that this plane is working again? I think that the planes can do things like barrel rolls. I, I think if a pilot did that, they would be fired on the spot. But you're absolutely right. There are FAA pilots flying the planes and they're putting all of the fixes through their paces. So if you can remember some flight control software malfunction, they're going to try and make it malfunction. They'll put the nose of the plane toward the ground and they'll see if the software overrides them. They will try to turn the software off. They'll do everything to try and make sure that every fix functions exactly like it should and anything else they want to check functions exactly like it should. So these are real test pilots. I mean, there's an element of risk. I bet you that they're not nervous. I was going to ask. I mean, I've always had a real certain, certain level of respect for test pilots. I mean, it's a scary job. Do you think there's sort of some white knuckling going on in that cockpit? I would guess no. Steve Dixon, the leader of the FAA, he's a pilot. He wants to fly it himself or has said as much in the recent past. I doubt he's nervous. You know, I think it's it's partly personality, but partly confidence that the system, the regulatory oversight system, which failed in some respects recently, can still produce good products. I don't think they're they're going to be white knuckling it. Boeing's stock on Monday was up six, seven percent on the news of the test flights. It's worth kind of stepping back and noting that the stock itself has been more than cut in half since before these crashes. Of course, a big part of what's going on right now is the pandemic and the fact that people just aren't flying. So what I'm so curious about is, does this 737 MAX issue really even matter for Boeing right now? I mean, who cares that one plane can't be in the air? Overall, flight demand is down like 90% still, right? Yeah, It absolutely matters. It matters for a few reasons, because first of all, you know, these 737 MAX size jets, I think everybody knows, right? Most of the flying you do are on these planes. Now, you know, half of the global commercial jetliner fleet is parked in the desert because nobody needs it because you don't need to fly people around when, you know, 80% of the people uh, aren't getting on planes, you know, down 80% year over year. But even when the plane is certified to come back, you know, it will replace a lot of older, less efficient jets, right? 
airlines will still preferentially want to put this into their fleets because it has up to 30% less fuel burn. It's brand new, so no or less significant maintenance. And, um, you know, it is in most respects a superior product. So the airlines will still want it. And then also there's just the element of you need this plane to fill global capacity. You can't, if you're Boeing, seed 100% of the, of the narrow body market to Airbus over time. Even if something uh, terrible was to happen, they would still need to come up with a single aisle jet solution for the marketplace. So even though demand is down a lot, the plane, you know, looking forward into the future, still very important to Boeing's future still a really big deal for the company. And just to clarify, so the, the MAX, the plane that we're talking about, is that single aisle variety. It's the sort of short haul plane that is so important to the domestic carriers, right? Yeah, so this is that single aisle jet that most people are familiar with, right? You're going from New York to Chicago, you get on one of these. You know, they, they have range too. These planes can reach Europe or, you know, across country, but there's a ton of domestic, relatively short haul routes you know, Southwest flies an all 737 fleet, different models, but all 737 fleet. I think their average flight is, you know, between, you know, 500, 700 miles. So that is the sweet spot of this jet. Got it. Okay. And we've had you on to talk about Boeing before several times during this whole issue around the crashes. And one of the topics that's just repeatedly come up is Boeing's resilience as a stock. So even after these awful crashes, even after the 737 MAX had been grounded, I guess it was early last year at this point, the stock, it fell, but it wasn't terrible news for the stock. It hung in there. Then we got the pandemic. And you look at a stock chart, and as we talked about, I mean, this stock had basically fell off a cliff, like a lot of stocks. But Boeing, unlike others, has not rebounded at all. So have we finally found the thing that really can just kill Boeing stock? In certain respects, that's kind of the way to put it. So I think Boeing stock ended up in aggregate from January to December in 2019 is sort of a remarkable observation given what happened with the MAX. But you're right, the pandemic is a much bigger deal to the entire industry than the MAX was. If you think about it, the reason Boeing stock held in so well was this underlying belief by analysts, investors, airlines, that demand for planes was there. It was growing five, five and a half percent year over year, like clockwork, 10 year bull run in the number of people getting on planes. It was a great industry, great industry structure. And yes, there was a hiccup. It was an awful hiccup, but you know, outside of a recession, was kind of always the caveat, things would be just fine for aerospace. We didn't just have a recession, we had global pandemic. And not only a global pandemic, it was incredibly damaging to travel in particular. You have airlines down 50% year to date. You have aerospace suppliers down 40% year to date. You have Boeing and Airbus down roughly 50% year to date. All of that is what happened because of the pandemic and all of that you know, we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars of market value wiped out when last year you were talking about tens of billions. In some ways, I mean, Boeing might be in the very same place right now, even if it wasn't having the 737 MAX issues, right? Just the pandemic is that big a deal that the stock would probably be in around the same spot. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, you could argue, and actually over uh, recent days, it has been in this trading range. But, you know, if you just imagine the max never happened, the stock probably would have gone from 400 to 200. And it has been 200 in recent days. So that's another way to say to yourself, yeah, this has been a much bigger deal than even the max. 
Okay. And before we talk more about sort of the pandemic and, and the future of air travel, what's reasonable now, now that the test flights have picked up? I mean, when could Boeing have these 737 MAX planes back in the air for paying customers? Yeah. The one thing it's interesting to point out, Boeing always wants people to point this out, is these planes fly all the time. They fly. They never fly commercially. But it's a good question, right? So it's probably three months away. Of course, we ask Boeing and they always say they'll never give an updated timeline. They'll just say we're, we're working diligently with regulators. Thank you for asking. But after this test flight, you have a lot of paperwork. You have to set pilot training standards, which can't be really finalized until everything is, is signed off on. Once you set pilot training standards, then the airlines have to develop training plans and have those signed off by the FAA. And then after all that's done and the pilots are being trained, you know, the FAA will say, OK, the plane can fly. At about that point, other global aviation regulators will say, okay, the FAA said, okay, what are we going to do? And then each individual plane ultimately gets certified again by the FAA to fly. So you're looking at end of September, early October, if everything goes well this week. So let's use that timeline because three to four months from now, end of September, October, we're still going to be dealing with COVID-19. Even the people who are incredibly optimistic around a vaccine, I don't think anyone thinks there'll be a vaccine by then. How do we move forward with this? What's air travel even going to be like, do you think, three to four months from now? I mean, I wasn't going to be particularly keen to get back on one of these 737 MAX planes. And now I'm doubly not keen to get on an airplane at all anytime soon. I think this is the most interesting question in commercial aviation, maybe ever. I would like dramatic music to play in the background. So we have a global pandemic. The last time there was a global pandemic, there was no commercial airline industry. So the entire sector is roughly down by 50%. So it's sort of like everybody has said, okay, over time, people will get back on planes, you know, with masks and, you know, maybe it'll be half the size or, you know, it'll be a long, slow trek back up to 2019 demand levels. Okay. And airlines. Now, General Electric, the people that make the engines, you know, they have an app. You know, so people can feel safe flying. Boeing now has like a, a manager of, you know, making people feel safe to fly again. Wait, what do you mean an app, by the way, to make people feel safe flying? So General Electric, the one that I was following, they have their health application ID app. And it'll tell you about employee and traveler screening, as well as when the plane has been cleaned. You know, it's all supposed to be, um, you know, protected and encrypted. So nobody's personal information is compromised. But uh, you know, it is a little confusing, but essentially it's kind of like, OK, you go on your app and you're like, yep, nobody on this plane who's flying it has COVID and it was cleaned an hour ago. And all right, great. I can get on the plane. It's probably not exactly like that, but these are the kinds of steps the industry's taking to try and get people back on planes. So everybody's trying to make it safer to fly. And like you say, right, like it's gone from 95 percent down year over year to 80 percent. Some people the bullish optimists are saying, oh, it'll be down 50% year over year by the end of the summer. I had a conversation with GE CEO Larry Culp and he stopped me and he said, think about that, down 50% and we're like, wow, this is fantastic. But with this pandemic, there's this idea of well, what about a vaccine, right? So if we have a efficacious vaccine, you know, some point in 2021 and it gets manufactured and people get it and they feel more comfortable, the man will come back much sooner. So there's yeah, this dichotomy yeah. of what do we do? 
Yeah. And I think that vaccine model, by the way, I mean, I think we're going to be hearing a lot more about that, certainly in the way we talk about business and stocks over the next six months, because it is, it's going to be like this binary, the vaccine world or the no vaccine world. So I think I think we're going to be using that a lot more probably in the way we discuss stocks. So I'm curious, let's let's use the vaccine model. And if you're an investor and you're confident you're going to get that vaccine, say, early to mid-2021, do you think those folks are better off buying Boeing stock right now or the airline stocks right now? Because presumably they're they're both going to benefit in that recovery. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. And I could almost set it up like it depends how risky you feel, right? So, you know, I would prefer... Boeing, Airbus, and the supplier base, they're all down about 50%, very roughly. So the potential move is significant. Airline stocks also down about 50%. So the potential move from a vaccine, very similar. But airlines, you know, they're a little riskier businesses. They've taken government money. Relatively speaking, there's more debt. They have a history of losses and recessions and things like that. I feel better with the suppliers. You can go further down the travel chain. You can go to the to the cruise industry, which is down more than 50%. For me, I'll stick with the suppliers, Boeing. You don't even have to stick with Boeing. You can stick with Airbus. It's down just as much. So basically to you, it, it, you're not going to look for that or if you're not thinking about that extra maybe 10 or 15% gain. You want to buy the solid business. Right. I'll take the business at a price. See, because with the airlines, you know, we're still talking in terms of existential risk and can they make it and what's going to happen and bailouts. You know, the aerospace supply base is going to survive, even if the vaccine isn't efficacious and it is this really slow ramp. Like, so that business will survive. That's still sort of an investment to me versus a little more risk in what happens longer term if there's no vaccine for the airlines. Right. Got it. All right, Al. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This was fascinating. And I always love our Boeing talks and we'll do it again soon. It's Boeing. The story never ends. To read all of Al's reporting on Boeing, check out Barron's.com. I'm Alex Yule. The Readback is produced by Meta Lutzhoff and Katie Ferguson. We'll be back next week. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.